Hello and welcome to Lawrence Fork in Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen. And today we're interviewing Emily and TK Peterson from Merchant's Pub and Plate. Today we're talking with owner and executive chef TK Peterson and owner-operator Emily Peterson from Merchants Pub and Plate. TK and Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So for any listeners who haven't been to Merchants, um, you know, you guys are a downtown institution at this point. I'd say you guys have, you know, one of the biggest rotating beer taps um, and you just have you have the food to go with it. Like you're really cranking out some really great food. I guess you'd call yourself a gastro pub, right? I've seen that kind of around. Or, yeah. 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 So you, you got a really good focus <clears throat> on different, you know, wine, you know, give great cocktails, all that beer. And then, yeah, you just got great food. So, so we kind of say you guys are just a overall, just, you know, you got something for everyone there. And I think that's, that's really great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's um, a lot of it's driven by seasons and local farm availability and things like that. So the idea of the gastro pub just really helps out because we get to cook what we want. Yeah. yeah and it's not too, it's not too, I don't know, always say fancy or so, you know, that mm-hmm. you're, you know, feels un, you know, not accessible. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really great. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Are you guys from Lawrence originally? TK is from Lawrence originally. Born yeah. and bred. Yeah. I was born here um, and moved around a little bit when I was a kid, but uh, came back for um, high school and then mm-hmm. um, eventually culinary school. Emily and I met um, while I was uh, attending culinary school in Johnson County, and she had come here from Chicago area mm-hmm. uh, to attend KU, and that's kind of where we met. And um, but yeah, At the Jazz House to be specific. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Nice. It may or may not have been your twentieth birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell that. To out, to out the Jazz House right away. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, um, I was working in restaurants at that point. She was at school for journalism, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of our little brief backstory. Yeah. What brought, Emily, what brought you here for, from Chicago then? Is, I, well, at KU, I was mm-hmm. looking at many different schools in the Midwest, and mm-hmm. when we came over that North Lawrence Bridge, I was just captured by Massachusetts yeah. Street and by Lawrence. And then, of course, you know, every further step we took at touring KU and mm-hmm. just getting for a feel for the town, I fell deeply in love with it and never left. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, yeah. So you got a job then, you know, uh, right after KU in town. I did. I graduated from the journalism program with a strategic communications degree mm-hmm. and got a job at Callahan, which is a local marketing agency, yep. um, which was so lucky, um, and had a very happy ten-year career there before we opened the restaurant. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So TK, what? How many? So you said you were working in restaurants. So how how long had you been in in Lawrence? You know, working at. Yeah, so I I pretty much started culinary school right when I was, um, I did one year at KU, and so pretty much started culinary school at 20, Mm -hmm. and uh, started working at a restaurant called The Blue Jacket. It's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. It's um, across from the old Pachamama space. It was a French restaurant, uh, had this incredible chef. Uh, He was a former French Marine, Mm -hmm. uh, then turned chef. Um, so super militant kitchen, great place to learn fundamentals. Um, I was working there when we met. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, was fortunate. We were both fortunate outside once we got done with college, um, because I worked at the blue jacket for a little bit and then, uh, worked at tellers, mm-hmm. um, to close out culinary school cause I was doing an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And then after, um, 
we both graduated. We were both really lucky. We both landed good jobs right out of mm-hmm. right out of college. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice to be able to stay here because that's what we wanted to do. And it's you know you guys know there's there are great jobs in this town, but there are not mm-hmm. many of them. Yeah. So we were we were really lucky. Helped us put down roots and stay here today. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So when um, so you were already working at Teller. So when did you guys get the idea to sort of you know create merchants? How did that all happen? Yeah. Well, you know, TK has been in kitchens his entire career, and the people that own the building where Merchants is and Tellers was um, called us actually when Tellers was looking to go out of business. They had had several ownership changes over the years and a couple in like the most recent years before closing. It just wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. And so they called and said, hey, Tellers is closing. Want to open a restaurant? And we said, yeah, that sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we actually pulled it together pretty quickly. I think we had that conversation in maybe fall of 2012. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we signed our lease in June of 2013. Wow. And opened in September of 2013. Oh, my goodness. And it, um, I think it, I think it was really great that it happened at the pace that it did, because had it been drawn out anymore, we may have thought harder about it and <laughs> <laughs> made some smarter decisions, because um, it's not an easy business. It. <laughs> uh, but it was great. So we just kind of got swept up in it, and we were um, very lucky again to be able to develop some resources. We, you know, Neither one of us come from a background where we had the finances to just open it on our own yeah. and had no resources to borrow money of that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and from you know, both of our backgrounds in town, we had some people that really believed in the idea that we were putting together and Mm -hmm. wanted to help us make it happen. Mm -hmm. So we um, were able to get financing in that regard and then just open. Mm -hmm. It really, it's looking back on it, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) And just how how fortunate we are that we were in that position to be able to to do it to begin with. Yeah. And it, you know, it really, it helped because that first year was very difficult. We opened with a partner who wasn't the right fit for us, wasn't the right fit for the business, mm-hmm. um, and really ran into some very deep trouble, mm-hmm. which is what caused me to get out of my job at Callahan and mm-hmm. join um, TK at Merchants mm-hmm. and get that guy out of the business so that we could kind of rebuild it. And because we felt so um, strongly connected and indebted to these people that had helped us mm-hmm. create this tremendous project, um, it kept us going and kept us really pushing forward where it would have been very easy to fail. You know, right, We came right. really close. Yeah. to failure <laughs> and it was very scary and we're Jeez. still recovering <laughs> emotionally yeah. wow what was it like you know obviously you guys working so closely together i mean i mean do you find that that's what probably really helped is the fact that you guys already you know were you married at that point or we were we've okay. been married for almost well for 12 years it'll yeah. be 13 next year yeah we get ahead of ourselves um <laughs> but yes it certainly i think any other partnership would not have been able to withstand the stress of what we went through definitely not. Yeah. um yeah so the marriage carried us through it <laughs> yeah and I, that's I, awesome. and I can't imagine too i mean that that building in itself, you know, it's, it's. I mean, like we talked about. I mean, Tellers was a pretty big institution in Lawrence, yeah. I mean, but I know towards the end of its time, it, it kind of right, right had some trouble. So that's what. What's it like to occupy that kind of that kind of space there? That one, it's a, the building itself is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's a big space that you renovated, right? We and did. All that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that three months we spent. Um, renovating we you know ripped the entire back half of the kitchen completely out basically the entire kitchen that you see now mm-hmm. we ripped it out all the way to the point where you could see the you could see the basement i mean it was a complete gut job wow. um the the ovens that were there when it was tellers the, the dual yeah. um, brick ovens had put such a strain on the building in general mm-hmm. um, that they had to come out and oh. so in order to do that 
Um, you know, you just had to start 100% from mm-hmm. scratch, and wow. it was it was it was an intense. The guys that they brought in to break that oven down. I mean, they were like Zeus's children. I don't know. It was, it was insane. <laughs> it was. And, it, you know, I think that that was a really lucky thing to have happened because it would have been so easy to, like, leave the ovens there and mm-hmm. kind of be inspired by wood-fired cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, because they, they really, when they put the oven in, they didn't put any additional floor support. And it was like two tons or something. <laughs> something oh, It's like 4,600 yeah. pounds of stone. Yeah. And so when we were looking at taking over the space, we did a walkthrough with, you know, a couple informed people to make mm-hmm. sure that we understood what we were taking on. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's great that you're doing this because this could have collapsed at any time. Oh, my God. It was oh really gosh. scary. <laughs> so that was cool. So we got to take the whole thing out, mm-hmm. um, totally rebuild the floor, and then rebuild the kitchen on top of that. And, and then... At that point, we had, you know, once we had changed such a fixture of that restaurant, you know, we, we knew we weren't trying to rebrand Tellers. Right? Yeah. We knew we were coming in with a completely fresh... Right. Mm-hmm. So we painted every inch of the building. You know, we put up the ombre wall behind the bar. We changed... From a restaurant that would normally be known for, you know, wine and you know, mm-hmm. you know, higher, more occasion style service, mm-hmm. to a pub, you mm-hmm. know, an upscale mm-hmm. pub, right? Um, craft beer, a good, mm-hmm. you know, dedicated, nice, you know, creative wine selection, some cool cocktails, um, but major focus on beer, Midwest hospitality, mm-hmm. that kind of come as you are, you know, mentality of, um, we're going to take care of you when you walk in the door, you don't need to be worried about price point, you don't need to be worried about anything just come in let us take care of you that was the whole idea behind the rebranding so uh, and i think we accomplished that pretty yeah well. i hope yeah. that's how people feel totally that's how we feel yeah yeah, yeah it definitely has a i mean yeah the look do you think do you think emily your your kind of your marketing experience kind of helps when you came into it to bring like that kind of because that's why i think you guys have very consistent branding on everything it's like yeah. you have a logo you got everything's like looks very nice like yeah it, did that help coming in? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And having the know-how and also having the resources, you know, just, yeah. I'm not a designer by trade. I was more in like account planning and, mm-hmm. um, brand strategy, but we had lots of friends that were excited about our project, um, <laughs> to help us along the way, which was really cool. Cause it made it like every layer of developing that restaurant was really personal for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah so yeah. it still, you know, makes me makes my heart warm looking back on the logo our friend amanda who oh, yeah, say, um, yeah. has lived all over now lives in wisconsin is the one that developed it for us huh. um she's one of our very best friends so it's you know it's really cool that's yeah. cool i think it's uh, good to point out too is that uh, you know merchants it does uh that's a credit to its history right it used to be a bank and, oh right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and all that so it was i mean so did you know that going in you're like we're gonna make sure we keep the integrity of that you know keep the or, yeah yeah that building uh, just commands that respect yeah. um and we were really excited about the history of it and we i mean we labored over the name for months and months and months mm-hmm. and it was like i mean amanda did that logo in two weeks i'm not kidding like oh. all that whole package came together so quickly because we didn't have the name we didn't have anything and then we were there late working painting doing whatever and you know when you walk into the bathrooms which are in the bank vault yeah, yeah. There's this really cool cage door that shuts like inside of the vault and it has merchants etched on it. So most people think of that as being First National Bank. Right. Right. But it was actually before that, it was Merchants National Bank. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are, and so when we, we also just recently um, renovated the bathroom spaces a little bit Mm -hmm. and actually quite a bit. And we kind of got up a bunch of old photos and banknotes and, you know, CDs and things like that from the old bank and um, have them on display in that little, 
whatever oh, you would so call cool. it. Yeah, yeah that little right. vestibule. Yeah. vestibule. But it was, it was the perfect, you know, because we'd been doing all this research. We wanted something that conjured the history of the building. We also wanted something that spoke to, you know, our concept of supporting other local small businesses through the farmers and the local producers. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of double meaning of merchants, you know, being our suppliers and, and the history of the building just fell right into place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like cool. Um, one thing that I wanted to make sure that we talk about um, is that merchants, you know, kind of like going back to what you're saying about kind of come as you are, you'll take care of everybody no matter what. One thing that really stands out about your menu um, is that you have options for literally everyone. You've got, you know, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. I mean, and not just, you know, things that are always like that, but you can modify other mm-hmm. dishes to, mm-hmm. you know, make them whatever you need. So what, um, you know, why is that so important to you guys and why did you make that a big focus of the menu? Yeah, I mean, you know, it. we recognize the gluten-free and the celiac diseases that people have and dairy-free, dairy intolerances mm-hmm. as not being a fad diet or a thing like that. It's it's a wellness diet. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that's sustainable. And um, we have family members and friends that suffer, you know, some pretty severely and some, you know, more mildly. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was part of the original concept of merchants. Like it wasn't, it was never not going to be a consideration. So um, the ease, and then also there's, the whole kind of disconnect and, and draw attention to yourself when you have those kinds of needs or mm. those kinds of preferences mm-hmm. when you sit down to have a meal with a group mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you're having to ask, you know, your the staff, yeah. you know, a million questions. So that's where the, the grid came in mm-hmm. where you could easily just navigate the menu with your eyes mm-hmm. and know what you want and you can just, you know, order with confidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and without feeling you know, like you're singled out or that you're high maintenance. Yeah, um, or worried you're, about getting sick even. Or like, yeah. worried about getting sick. What a exactly. disruption in your dining experience to have to like, yeah, take all the attention away from the table, run through the rigmarole, mm-hmm. and then still wonder if you're going to leave feeling okay. Gosh, yeah. So. Well, what's it like to have your, ki- you know, set your kitchen up for that? I imagine that's a challenge. <laughs> or? Well, you know, you know, we started out with a celiac fryer and then business just, you know, got too busy, yeah. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, to be able to do it. Our, you know, surprisingly enough, as big as our building is, our kitchen's rather small. Yeah. Um, the actual production area is is small for the 250 seats that we have. Wow. Usually, if you think of a 250-seat restaurant, they have a much larger backup house. Mm-hmm. Um, and know it, it looks cool and it looks big, but it's actually fairly small. And so we, we're limited on how much we can grow that space. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, right now the guys are just really, really good. First of all, I mean, I I can't say enough incredible things about the kitchen staff and their mm-hmm. mentality about taking care of people with those special needs and just you know modifications in general. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. I've worked in kitchens and I've certainly seen it where kitchen staffs get really frustrated and really, you know, just ugly about mm-hmm. people that you know have to modify the food on the menu, and mm-hmm. that is not an accepted. You know mm-hmm. that's not an accepted um, mentality at mm-hmm. merchants. Um, so, I, but I, but they they also you know it's not something that has to be coached out. They know it, they respect it. Mm-hmm. You see plates come down, food you know food contact surfaces cleaned or replaced. Mm-hmm. You know we do a lot of different things to make sure that they get you know they they get exactly what they're ordering. So um, so yeah, I'm really proud about that. I'm really proud of that too. And it's always surprising when we bring on new front of house people, mm-hmm. it is one of the first things they say is, I have never worked with a nicer kitchen staff. Oh. And mm-hmm. you know, we're used to it because we've yeah. been there for six years. You know, we hired the people, we trained the people, but it um, it's nice to come back to that every once in a while mm-hmm. and know um, how special that team really is. Mm-hmm. And they, they take pride in it. They 
feel connected to the diners just like our front of house team does and being able to fulfill those special requests and know that they're doing something. I mean, we have people that come in, like kids that come in that can't eat anywhere else, Aww, you know? Yeah. And it's it's really special to be able to give somebody a meal that, that they enjoy when they can't usually eat out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So, you know, going further on the menu, so how did you kind of decide to, you know, as you're building merchants, so you said, did you have this idea going in that this is the kind of food I'm going to make or, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying yeah. before where it's like, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to start my menu with, but everything when you start it, you know, is you're you're on a major trial run there so mm-hmm. you're figuring out what's going to work what's not mm-hmm. going to work um you know and the brussels sprouts that we're so well known for <laughs> yeah. weren't even i don't believe on that that version was not what we started with mm-hmm. you know we eventually had to come come up with that at some point and do some tweaks and things like that and you know i think that the the, the style of the food um originally when we first opened was much more traditional pub maybe even a little bit of the european british pub style and now you know, you've got everything from our take on shrimp and grits mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. traditional fish and chips to um, Korean fried chicken. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really just whatever we're wanting to work with on a flavor profile, what what the menu needs from a flavor profile to mm-hmm. fit. Because you still want to have your steak and potatoes, but, you mm-hmm. know, our version of steak and potatoes or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it's, um, it's always a challenge to write a new menu. Mm-hmm. I, I joke about this because we change the menu five, six times a year. All right. And, you know, usually by the time we launch a menu, I'm totally over it. <laughs> you know, I've, twi- I've twisted it and turned it so many times in my head. Um, but lately, the last few menus that we've done, I've been really excited about. We challenge ourselves each and every time yeah. to get a little bit better as our team gets better, yeah. uh, which is cool because um, they, they, they're wanting that. So, you know, more handmade pastas, more complex sauces and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, more, you know, fun um, plating techniques and mm-hmm. designs. So, um it's 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 a it's a it was a truly like a learning environment yeah so you get to learn when you come there what's your inspiration for creating new menus is it seasonal kind of is that is that a big is that a big reason for it is just you know change of seasonality of food and all that yeah yeah what people what people will be craving during that time Mm -hmm. or wanting during that time um you know we're there to deliver on people's experience and Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's just for them to feel nourished and comforted and by food and by their experience and by their ambiance and mm-hmm. so sometimes that that goes into it mm-hmm. um but a lot of times especially during those spring summer and early fall months it's the food i mean it's the availability of the produce i mean during that time of year we're supporting i don't know 25 30 different local producers right and usually most of them yeah like, at least i would say yeah and we it's really cool now too because so many of our local producers have figured out ways to extend their seasons mm-hmm. and so we're able yeah. to get you know like our lettuce is grown locally all year round oh that's right. awesome um so that's cool too and i think it leaves a little bit more freedom and you get so much inspiration from traveling too yeah, yeah. like we mm-hmm. love to travel and eat and um bring ideas back with us that way and I think there's always there's always something on a menu that came from some trip or some experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Usually the the plane ride on the way back, I've got a field <laughs> I've got fields notes that I'm just like ripping them through <laughs> on the way back. Um, What's your most recent trip? Where have you where have you been that really sparked you? Man, what a great question. Our most well, Chicago. We'll our most there. recent trip was Chicago. We went back to um, you know hang out with my folks. They come here a lot. Yeah. But they uh, like having us there too, uh-huh. and. Um, I would say like what what inspired us most recently was was over a year ago, but mm. we went on the San Francisco food trip. Yeah. Ooh. And yep. there's still things from that trip that are coming up and that we're remembering and kind yeah. of recreating. And um, that was really fun. Yeah, we didn't really pull any punches on that trip. We kind of we did we we ate at some really incredible restaurants, mm-hmm. really iconic restaurants, yeah. and uh, 
but also just kind of immerse ourselves in that in general food culture mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really fun and, and certainly inspiring. Um, my brother lives in Portland, so I'm able to make it up there nice. every now and then. And of course, the food scene there is uh, legit. Her sister is in Minneapolis, which is a great like food a, scene. Yeah, like really a cool. Really good food scene. Yeah. yeah and then my sister lives in New York. So you got people yeah. all covered. Uh, yeah. So we'll be in New York end of January, and yeah. you know my sister's a you know a, the, the food fanatic, same as we are, mm-hmm. and. Um, so she'll she got know, it all lined up. She'll for get, yeah, she'll she'll oh, know where awesome. I want to go, but also where where I need to go. <laughs> that's so, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're very, we're very fortunate in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fun. So you get to kind of travel around. You know, that, cause I always wonder if that you know a lot of it too. I, I know when we travel, it's part of it too. Is mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you come back, you're like, oh, I didn't even think about doing food that. Way. You know, mm-hmm. I'll make this dish or let's do something new. But that's cool to get inspiration from that. Um, one thing that you guys are also known for is your Sunday brunch. Mm-hmm. buffet mm-hmm. which is awesome we just experienced it for the first time a couple weeks ago and it was amazing I know, thank yeah. you um, I, I don't know why it took us so long to I get there but, but we're like we gotta check out this brunch I yeah think it looks really good but yeah i just love how you know you guys just have a you, you got, got like everything, everything. like so yeah. many choices and mm-hmm. it's all great um yeah and it's just fun to see you know a whole like spectrum of people of lawrence out there you know it's like families with their kids and like people are just coming from church or whatever and it's just kind of a fun um destination brunch buffet so why the brunch buffet there's plenty of places where you can get brunch in lawrence but i think you guys are maybe the only ones that have a brunch buffet or one, one of, of the few, few? yeah i think there, sure. i think there's one at the at the eldridge hotel oh, still right. i mean yeah. I, oh. I, I was, Orion, maybe, I, was yeah. the, I was the chef of the eldridge hotel for a long time so i'm, I'm okay. very well familiar with <laughs> so that was part of doing it brunch buffet. To do a brunch buffet. <laughs> yeah um, but we were you know we always look at how we can um increase our business being mm-hmm. downtown is wonderful mm-hmm. um it comes with its challenges mm-hmm. and so anytime we can look at you know a down day and increase revenue mm-hmm. we want to do that and so we had done like a brunch menu which was a great brunch menu but that's a huge space again so right. how do we really maximize the volume of brunch mm-hmm. and um it took us a while but we did talk tk into it and <laughs> um and it's been great it's been really great and the um, I think the most fun outcome is the family atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we welcome families every day, but for some reason it's just not the like, Hey, let's take our kids and go to merchants on a Tuesday for dinner mm-hmm. or a Friday for dinner. Um, uh, but everybody feels really comfortable coming for brunch, which mm-hmm. is so fun. Yeah. It's a great energy in the building. And you know, that the whole idea behind doing a buffet is yes. Yes. I did drag my feet on that for a couple of years. <laughs> for a really long time. I was scarred from the previous, <laughs> my previous uh, tenures. Um, so many eggs and so many salty pork products. I mean, it's just out of control. Yeah, I could see yeah. That. yeah. So anyway, but so when we were designing this brunch buffet, the whole idea was how do we make it all made from scratch? How do we make it with as many local ingredients as we can? How can we make it fresh, keep some consistency, but also some variety? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, so we we vary five items every week. And we we usually launch them out on Friday or Saturday on social media mm-hmm. so that people can see what the the upcoming menu is. So you know we we have our standards on there always like the Brussels you know, sprouts, Brussels sprouts, mac and cheese, kale Caesar salad. You know the things mm-hmm. that people often crave mm-hmm. um, that they can have there. But then you know we also change you know what style of eggs we're doing that week, uh, mm-hmm. what our yeah. featured vegetables are, what our featured protein is, and um, you know a new salad every time and a new bread pudding every time mm-hmm. and so we try and keep the variety so I, I know for a fact there are people out there that look for that email right. to see they're like what's coming up yeah, yeah if I forget to post it I start getting like direct messages online oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, what's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. on breakfast <laughs> what am I eating this Sunday yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well you guys have a great spot for it too because I think mm-hmm. you have so much space in there that, mm-hmm. that I think that that really 
that really stood out when we were there. We're like, wow, you guys can really see, you know. Like, like a crowd. Like, like you can go with like a huge group and okay. it's fine. We're great for large parties. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. 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 Do you find that brunch, the buffet too is a good venue for kind of testing out new things that you want to try out or is because you have to make it at such scale maybe it's not as well and also our price points actually you know at 15 dollars yeah, that's actually a pretty that's good a really, pr- yeah. really good yeah, pretty really good price good point deal. for what you get so yeah. we do have to be conscious yeah. of that because it, you know as much as fun as much as we like doing it and yeah. being able to do that many covers in mm-hmm. one day it can't it can't be a flop yeah. you know so um what it ends up being more than anything is kind of an incubator and an opportunity for our younger cooks to like come up with ideas. Oh, cool. um, so that's, that's kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who wants to create the, the salad for this weekend's brush? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, this is what we're going to be getting in, you know, Hey, we got a bunch of acorn squash. Cause I bulk bought acorn mm-hmm. squash. Cause who does that? <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, let's, you're, I want you to make an acorn squash salad mm. and look at these kids, look at you and like, what? <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Um, so anyway, it's fun for all for them as well. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I bet you that's, that's probably a fun part of the job for you at this point is, you know, you've had a lot of years of experience, but now is that a, big part of it is, is training all these uh, you know, younger yeah, chefs and all yeah that. for yeah. sure well and i mean yeah they're yeah they do they come in i mean we've have we have some some guys and girls that have been with us for a long time yeah and to see how far they've come already mm-hmm. um you know you want you really want to keep trying to challenge them but then they're also like kind of busy like mentoring others and that's kind of even more fun to watch that uh, happen uh, is yeah. you know somebody that you spent so much time mentoring all of a sudden mentoring other young cooks um and so we've been able to promote give more responsibility to a lot of our cooks over the years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really seem to enjoy it. It gives them a sense of investment in the restaurant. And um, we like to continue that as much as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, I want to make sure that we talk about the pub side of the gastropub. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I mean, the thing that you're known for the most, at least in my mind, is your huge list of beers. Mm-hmm. Um that is so fun. It's always different. You guys have, you know, a printed list like every day. You got voted uh, best of best of Lawrence too, right? For, for happy hour. For happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, years running now. Yeah. Because yeah, your yeah. happy hour is great. I mean, you guys do. I mean, once again, you have all those beers on tap to yeah. try. You got little snacks that you can get that are really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, like, how do you choose which beers you're going to offer and how do you kind of foster those relationships with some of these places that are farther away? Um, yeah. TK runs the beer list. So I I'll do. Let him take you do. That. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Yeah. It's, you know, the passion of mine. So <laughs> I might as well, uh, you know, you know, be able to spend I mean, yeah. time talking about beer during the day. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's the, the, the challenge with the beer program is again, knowing that we're really busy at happy hour and that you're selling, a bunch of your beer at 50% off during mm-hmm. that time, both not just four to six, but at late night, mm-hmm. um, people do take advantage of the, of the great deal and the variety that mm-hmm. they have within that, um, structure. So having to be really, you know, mm. it's like a chess game, kind of like this moving thing. So I've got like a bunch of different spreadsheets and I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, look, and I'm also just stand there and kind of look at the board and figure out what our balance is. IPAs mm-hmm. versus sours versus traditional, you know, wheats and pale lagers and all the different styles of beer, mm-hmm. keeping in mind that, you know, for the longest time, we were 100% domestic craft beer only. So, okay. you know, we didn't do imports because we like fresh beer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, imported beer is often not fresh, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it spends time on ships and airplanes yeah. and, you know, it's just, you know, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to support as many local breweries as we can, which are, mm-hmm. there's a ton more than there yeah. was four <laughs> years ago. I yeah. mean, the amount, the amount of craft beer brands has tripled, if not quadrupled in the last four years. So it's become a challenge to 
give everybody the love that they want, you know, mm-hmm. um, not, you know, juggling five to six different beer distributors, yeah. um, making sure that you're still, you know, offering what people are requesting and mm-hmm. looking for. So, you know, this time of year it's, you know, can I get, you know, bourbon County stouts and all these different, um, you know, aged Imperial, you know, coffee stouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what people are looking for right now. So, you know, you have to kind of balance that, but I'm not, you know, I've definitely gotten too excited about it and found out that I have like eight Imperial <laughs> bourbon stouts on and I'm just like, geez. Okay, you can well. tell what kind of mood TK's in by the beers he's buying. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> he's going through a sour phase. You can see it on the board. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But you usually stay ahead of the trends, which makes it really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's the important thing is making sure that there's um, something for everybody, but also um, some of those really weird one-off beers that mm-hmm. are hard to get. And we're fortunate that we have access to a lot of these small produced um, batches, mm-hmm. you know, where maybe one or two kegs, of, you know, come to the entire state of Kansas because of the volume that we're able to go through wow. and that partnership we're able to develop will be one of the accounts that gets that beer. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's kind of exciting when we're able to do that. And we usually push that through social media as well. And um and untapped and stuff like that mm-hmm. what was it like i know recently uh, i think it was this past summer right you actually partnered with um lawrence beer company and mm-hmm. the um the, the strawberry. strawberry yeah that was strawberry awesome sip on this did you so have good. that beer it was so delicious oh my god it was great was love with that so beer. that was yeah. probably one of the most exciting things i think we've done in the last couple of years yeah um we love those guys all yeah. of them over there at lbc sam mm-hmm. especially and matt yeah um and uh so I had this idea about you know brewing a you know a beer made with local ingredients and you know Free State does a garden party every year yeah, which right. you know they they source a bunch of local cucumber and basil and things like that mm-hmm. I think for uh, for that beer that Jeff makes and then um, but I wanted to do something that was really great and that would be really um, easy drinking but also like the ultimate cook shift beer. So like an Imperial Pilsner, like a 7% Pilsner, you know, something that will take the edge off the day, but still cool you down. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we got talking about, um, well, it's Farm Fresh. And we got went out there and met with them. And I was like, hey, listen, how, how much would it be? Or how, is it even possible for us to get like six or 700 pounds of fresh strawberries because they are i mean yeah if you've never gone out there first of all we've, if you, we have we've yeah. been there we so tried you, we tried to go this year couldn't get any couldn't get it was, so you yeah. must have been there after us sorry <laughs> well they they were so great too because they reserved rows for mm-hmm. us and they, they even put a sign out there that said you know this is reserved for collaboration beer that we're excited about super cool that's so um, cool and so, nice. so we got a big group. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And their, their strawberries are so good. Yeah. Like some of the best you'll ever eat in your yeah. life. It's yeah, really incredible. So we were able to get with, um, the guys over there at LBC and we all got some of their staff came out. Some of our staff came out and, uh, we picked for three, three plus hours. Wow. Uh, there's pick, we put pictures up. I mean, just Cambro after Cambro after Cambro of strawberries. of strawberries and then juiced them. And, um, we had tasted the base beer already with Sam over at the brewery. And we were loving the way it was tasting, and uh, so we started, you know, sampling it with some fresh juice. And I mean, it just turned out so great. I know, and it was it was kind of a, a risky process because we brewed all of this beer in advance, and we're only able to test the flavor profiles with these fruit purees that mm-hmm. they got in and so we didn't really know how the fresh strawberry was going to react mm-hmm. with the with the whole profile right. of the pilsner yeah. the flavor was going to drop out or something like that yeah. and yeah. we we had all these like elaborate plans for how we were going to process things and ended up you know just washing everything and processing the whole fruit including the stem which turned mm-hmm. out to be such an interesting 
part of the flavor profile because yeah. you got yeah. like you a know vegetable. it wasn't overly sweet yeah. it was like right. a really nice dry strawberry flavor yeah. and yep. a little vegetal yeah and it's huh. because we had those those stems mm-hmm. and some of those there were a couple like underripe strawberries as we were picking throughout because we didn't want to waste yeah. any of the fruit right these whole rows they had reserved for us right. um so it was a really i think happy outcome where it could have you know who knows what could have happened but it worked out really well. Yeah, do you homebrew at all? Or? I don't. No, no. You don't? Yeah. I wish I had. You're pretty busy. I, I wish I, had, I mean, <laughs> I know. Man. Well, yeah. and it just that 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 could just turn right. into an absolute disaster. Like all of a sudden, I'm not showing up at work. Yeah. It is. <laughs> like, where's TK? It's like he's in the garage again. <laughs> uh, he slept out there four days. Uh, no, but I, I wish I had time. And I I don't even know if I'd be good at it to be honest with you. But um, but I enjoy I enjoy the process. Yeah, that's fun that you kind of got the yeah. yeah. Try your hand out try, a little bit. Yeah. And, totally, yeah. yeah On a macro cool. level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a home brewer. We go big. Yeah, yeah. You, you go big first. Yeah. Love you, Sam. Thank you for letting me into your brew house. <laughs> um, so another thing too, I mean, your your wine list too. Um, which one of you kind of oversees that? Is that, is that more yeah, your I, I oversee it now. Um, mm-hmm. We had a woman that worked for us. Um, her name is Annie, and she actually pursued a sommelier um, certification oh. and, and got to an advanced level, and that was her passion project for a long time. So she was the one that concepted the way it's laid out now. Oh, yeah, I love how it's organized. Isn't it really yeah. fun? And, you know, you've got the keys so you can see which ones are adventure wines, which mm-hmm. are kind of left to center, encouraging people to try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got this very cool tool called a Coravin, which allows us to pour single glasses from, you know, high-end bottles that we wouldn't normally open because mm-hmm. um, it displaces the the air in the bottle with gas and keeps everything preserved. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that we can offer some, like, high-end California Chardonnays and high-end California cabs um, at a by-the-glass offering. Um, and so we'll be tweaking that in the spring, but we think that she laid a really incredible foundation. So yeah. we're going to keep it up. Yeah, it's just, I like how, um, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's organized sort of by how, like, it goes, it starts at with light-bodied wines and kind of moves through to, like, full. So if you know that you like something, you can pick something sort of, like, around it mm-hmm. and know that you're going to like it. I just think it's really thoughtful, um, and I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank you. Do you ever have to, you know, with the the wine list and the beer list, too, I mean, do you, do you have to spend some time... You know, kind of, do you try to make sure it matches up with the food a lot? Or, I mean, I mean, it's a pretty big, extensive list on both. So I feel like you can kind of do anything, I guess. Yeah. We, I think we just kind of leave ourselves in a good position to have something for everybody yeah. and have good pairings mm-hmm. for everything. I mean, we, yeah. we definitely focus on um, food friendly wines yeah. when we, when we come across them during tastings and mm-hmm. things. It's like, if we find a, a good food friendly wine, then mm-hmm. there's a good chance it might make an appearance somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, I think, I find them all to be really approachable. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've always enjoyed wine, but until getting into the restaurant industry, I didn't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I continue to be surprised and delighted by just the really interesting products that are out there. Mm-hmm. And kind of like craft beer, it's exploding right now. Yeah. yeah. And so it's fun to be able to bring, you know, like natural wines have been mm-hmm. something that's that's big on the coasts for sure for a couple of years and integrate that into the list and get people to try new things. Yeah. What about your cocktails? Your cocktails too are, I mean, once again, pretty you know, changing all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, those are great too. Do you, uh, do you do that as well? Or is that you have someone behind the bar that's just creates new ideas all the time? Or? It's a team effort, yeah. um, which is a really fun thing. Kind of like how TK was talking about brunch. We invite all of our bartenders who are, you know, serving our guests, interacting with them, hearing what they'd like to have mm-hmm. and bring that knowledge to the table. We 
test all the cocktails together. We try things, we debate the points and the variety, and then, you know, shore up the list, and it is what it is. Uh, we just went through that process last week, actually, so we'll have a new cocktail Ooh. menu launching tomorrow. Ooh, exciting. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice. Great. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the cool things that we do, you know, is that we take a culinary approach to our mm-hmm. cocktail menu, right? So if somebody wants to use, you know, a, an ingredient, orange, blood orange, or whatever like that, it's it becomes a... Well, how are we going to extract that flavor? Like, what are we going? What what's the process going to be? So there's a lot of cooking and mm-hmm. um, you know vacuum sealing to compress mm-hmm. juices and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into uh, these cocktails and the the different you know tinctures and things like that that we make. Um, that uh, I think kind of is a, a fun component to our menu. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's a scratch program, just like our kitchen menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and we've been able to do some cool season extension things with that as well. We had the uh, the Beauregard, which was a tequila, um, blueberry, lavender cocktail, and mm-hmm. that was all um, Pestock Farms. They're in Tognoxy. Mm-hmm. They oh, nice. like our prolific <laughs> berry producers. Oh, that berries <laughs> rain from the sky, wow. oh. and they, you know you just can't use them fast enough. And mm-hmm. so this summer we processed a bunch of that stuff into different formats for the bar to continue using. So it's kind of cool too that we can bring the local food into yeah. the bar side of things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool how you guys. I mean, you guys do bring in. I mean, your menu even calls it out all the different you know local producers and stuff that, mm-hmm. that you bring in. I mean, is that is that that's probably pretty rewarding to build all those relationships. Absolutely. And, and, and like you said, it kind of, that kind of cater you know. Uh, informs your menu right mm-hmm. yeah well it, it's crucial to my sanity <laughs> to, to be able to work with these people because yeah. um because it does it keeps it fresh and it keeps it um you know you that that you both have skin in the game mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. and it really keeps you keeps you driving on yeah uh, the people that support us on a regular basis um customers and people that have been kind to us over the years i mean they're definitely a good motivation for us as well but you know we've got farmers where a good portion of their annual income and their annual sales come from one our one restaurant oh, and wow. so we're honored by that mm-hmm. and we want to always figure out how to continue to grow that mm-hmm. and um so yeah they're yeah they're invaluable where do you guys like to go to eat and drink in lawrence oh gosh pretty much anywhere that, i mean we love merchants but anywhere that's not well, merchants yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do go there for brunch we right. do go there for brunch yeah <laughs> Mostly because we're not involved in brunch. <laughs> That's true. true. Um, wait, I would really. There's so many great spots I right know. now. It's I just know. like whatever is um, tickling our fancy. We don't, we don't really get out for meals very often. No. no. Um, well, I mean, we like going to breakfast at Ladybird when we go out for breakfast. Yes. We'll go out to breakfast at Ladybird. Mm-hmm. Um, we love supporting our friends Simon and Cody over at Bon Bon. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. super fun music, food. LBC mm-hmm. we talked about as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we've got kind of a standing happy hour there mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, uh, where we go and meet with friends and kind of connect, and that's kind of fun as well. And then, um, I, you know, I'm like literally all. all I know. Of, I feel like I could list every we're single at, place. We were, on we were that at Free State before we got yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's 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 all up and down, Mass. To be honest with you, so. Um, you know, and then of course, like I have to have my Thai food, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, fix from time to time, and yeah. um, I get my nacho fix at Tacazone. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's you know, it's. Yeah. Oh, we do. We, we actually co- really do eat out a lot now that we're talking about it. We just like don't sit down for a meal. We're always carrying food out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We do. We the the grocery store is our walking cooler at the restaurant. It's kind of like I just walk through there with a paper bag and fill it up, and uh, go home and throw stuff together. We eat a lot of. We call it cut up plate at home. So like it's yeah. just you know meat, cheese, fruit, you know, oh, okay. you know, just kind of that crackers kind of thing. Just mm-hmm. you know, set it on the ottoman and yeah, snack and snack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I bet. Yeah. 
when you're making food all the time, it's a bit, sure it's a bit like much to do yeah. <laughs> at home. Too. Yeah. I enjoy cooking at home. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during this time of year yeah. uh, when, you know, you can get all the smells rolling in the house or during the summertime mm-hmm. barbecuing with friends and things like that. I, mm-hmm. I really do enjoy cooking. Um, Especially because you can do it with, with like a glass of wine in your hand yeah. at home. You, yeah, don't, you yeah. can't really, I don't yeah. really, you can't really pull that off in the restaurant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, we like to entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we've got an incredible group of friends yeah. that you know we couldn't live without. So you know, we like to invite them in and hang out. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. So speaking of the holidays, you guys got a couple of events coming up. Uh, you know, it's the season of eating. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. Well, let's see. You're doing. Um, you're doing well. First off, you're you're offering people can order Christmas dinner online, right? Yeah, Christmas to go. Sounds like a good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> we started doing Thanksgiving to go maybe four or five years ago, and mm-hmm. it really took off. You know, when you're at home for the holidays enjoying time with your family, sometimes cooking can be a really big burden for people, mm-hmm. or you know, take you away from like those special moments. And mm-hmm. uh, we just found that people were looking for a really easy, really delicious option. Um, so last year, maybe we started Christmas to go for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an awesome menu. You get to pick a couple different things like our short ribs are on there. Mm-hmm. Our short rib gnocchi is one of our most popular dishes at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So you can order the short ribs and shrimp cocktail and Brussels sprouts and, you know, all the things you love at merchants. And it comes super easy packaged in pans with reheating instructions and you get to pass it off as your own and yeah. be in your pajamas all day. Yeah, that sounds great. That mm-hmm. sounds really good. And then uh, New Year's, right? Your New Year's Eve, you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we traditionally do like a prefi menu where mm-hmm. you, it's a little bit more formal. It's our probably our most formal between that and, and Valentine's Day, our most formal kind of night at the restaurant. So we kind of try and really do it upright, mm-hmm. um, where you'll be able to come in and enjoy like an amuse, and then you know you know your choice choice from three to four different court, you know four oh, nice. courses, mm-hmm. you know kind of multiple options at each level level, and. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be, it's, it's, New Year's is always a really fun time to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, it's all through that night. You have to come at a certain time or is it kind of, you just, whenever you. Reservations uh, are recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, so we'll have that special pre-fee menu and then we'll also have a, like a limited version of our regular menu for anybody that wants to come and just have the short rib gnocchi or have the Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of the most fun nights at the restaurant too, because we do get so many reservations that the evening is paced out in a way that's just like so mellow Mm -hmm. and really nice to you know sip champagne and celebrate (laughs) and um i look forward to it every year that's really cool then you guys do for new year's day you've got a brunch yeah we'll do yeah we'll do brunch on new year's day a little bit more of an expanded menu and um yeah it's you know getting people in there on the morning to work it is you know you know sometimes fun sometimes not the first couple of years we we're like oh we should open at like 9 or 9 30 and like you don't see anybody until 11 people just like drag themselves yeah. in yeah, yeah. Um, our staff included <laughs> uh, but you know it's a great hangover cure and bloody yeah. marys and beers hey there you go mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um, it'll be good we haven't really we haven't i haven't written the menu for that yet but no and then we, we roll right in to restaurant week like it's you know so many people think that january everything gets quiet and slow and yeah. um it really does keep going through valentine's day with all the food stuff happening in town so mm-hmm. that'll be another fun event that's a week um and many i think we have 25 participating restaurants oh, wow i happen to be one of the organizers of restaurant <laughs> week also oh okay so like outside of the restaurant i do that with downtown lawrence and yeah i think we have 25 this year um, and they're in downtown Lawrence, so it's a downtown Lawrence restaurant week, and everybody participates with special features, or um, like in our case, we do a three-course menu mm-hmm. with a special price at lunch and at dinner, and you can come in and mm-hmm. you know have it paired with really delicious wine and beer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we love yeah, restaurant week. I love that. I love so that. We fun. love that Lawrence does that because yeah. I think, like you, like we've mentioned, it's like there's just so many places, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great way to kind of uh, try new places. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, get get you know opens it up a little more and gives people a reason to go out and explore. Well, especially without breaking the bank. I mean, the price yeah. points are all really, really good yeah. for mm-hmm. people. So, like, people that don't usually can't afford to go out to eat more than once a mm-hmm. week or once a month, whatever, um, you know, I think, we'll, we, I mean, they could come to Merchants and have, you know, a, a four-course lunch for $17? Yeah, wow. usually about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that's a pretty fun, I mean, yeah. you can make a you can make an afternoon out of that. And, oh, yeah. So it's kind of fun to see because that's, you know, we're, pretty busy during lunch during restaurant week because of that point yeah it's got to take quite a bit of planning though to get everyone on board oh my gosh i mean chasing down restaurant people for information is really challenging um you know it takes one to know one i guess yeah i was just saying try, come try and find us when you, when you really exactly need us. exactly um but it does always come together and there's yeah. a great website where all the menus are listed so you can go check it out and see um see what everybody's offering but it's cool it also it follows the kansas city restaurant week so they overlap a weekend so the first weekend of ours is the last week of theirs and we do get some regional traffic so people come in mm. from kansas city to try stuff we get people you know from the topeka area from mm-hmm. north from south um and it's really fun because it, it does highlight what what lawrence has to offer in terms of culinary adventures yeah, yeah. that's awesome and that is uh was it january 17th to the 25th mm-hmm. yeah well that'll be that'll be pretty cool oh yeah looking forward to it already <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know it's like i can't even believe it's like soon though i mean i don't know i just i with the holidays i'm like oh january is far away not really not really two weeks (laughs) yeah but well that's really awesome you guys really got a lot going on and um we kind of really appreciate you guys taking the time i know it's it's busy time of year so (laughs) we really do appreciate you guys taking the time and and talking with with us absolutely it was a lot of fun yeah yeah and then uh so yeah so i guess you know um you know for the everyone listening so you guys are right on the corner of 8th street in mass mm-hmm. and uh you know you can't miss your building it's yeah. the big bank <laughs> the big, li- one. big one right there right on the corner um and yeah so then check them out check out your, your website right for mm-hmm. the um christmas, for the to, christmas, go. christmas to go mm-hmm. and and what's your you you're big on instagram and facebook, facebook yeah and are you on twitter as well yeah we yeah. are um, what, poor Twitter doesn't get a lot of love from us, yeah. um, but all of our handles are merchants on mass. Merchants on mass. Cool. So yeah, definitely check it out. Cause yeah, I know that's the best place to probably find out your specials. You got to mm-hmm. find out what brunch is too. So. You yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Social media is definitely the way to, to, to keep up on what's going on. So yeah. that's awesome. And you guys also have catering, right? Too. You do that. We do. Yeah. We do a lot of catering. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot we don't do. <laughs> well, it's we try to keep fun. ourselves There's really busy. So many different ways to serve the community and, um, yeah. you know, it's cool getting outside the walls too because it we are so grateful for the people that come down to merchants uh but mm-hmm. there's lots of other things going on so when we get to take our brussels sprouts i mean almost every event has brussels sprouts <laughs> that's the first hey can you cater this event can we have brussels sprouts yes absolutely yeah, sure. <laughs> we will be there they will be there um so that's been fun we it's mostly word of mouth but mm-hmm. ramping up more and more oh that's nice. awesome well thanks again guys yeah, thank, thank you, you so much thank you Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Fork in Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Emily and TK Peterson from Merchants. And as we mentioned on earlier episodes, we have gone ahead and created a Patreon page where um, any listeners who are interested in helping support us can go there. Um, You can... You know, sign up. Uh, we have different tier levels, um, and yeah, it's it's kind of a cool platform. I think uh, we'd love to grow and do a little bit more. So you know, any 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 help there to to help keep this thing going, um, we would really appreciate it. But obviously, if you can't donate monetarily, um, uh, sharing is a, is a big thing. Uh, if you can if you can share this, you know, on any of our social you know any social media platform, 
um, you know, share it with your coworkers and strangers on Mass Street or, you know, tell those people sitting next to you at whatever restaurant, just uh, tell them, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know, super happy that there's other people out there in Lawrence who are as curious and passionate about the Lawrence food scene as we are. Um, another thing you can do to help us out is to please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Lawrence Forking Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. Um, so yeah, like I said, feel free, find our pages, like us, subscribe, um, and yeah, do all that, all that cool social media stuff. <laughs> and if you're a restaurant or food business owner in town and you're interested in coming on the show, please just reach out to us on social media, or you can shoot us an email at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and just let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.